Hello, and welcome back to part two of our Chakra podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Jason. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, so today we're going to go through the last four chakras, uh, starting with the heart chakra. Before we get started with that, I want to pull our little spirit animal card for this episode. And I picked last time, so Jason, I'll leave the honors to you to pick and see who's guiding us through this podcast today. Make it a good one. <sighs> Alrighty, today we got Loon, Intuitive. It says, listen to the song in your soul. Trust your intuition as you have a way of knowing. Emerge from the busy life and seek more solitude. Recognize that you are unique and that you are loved. Ooh, it's a good one. Because we will be talking about our third eye, which is our center of intuition. But also we're in a new moon phase, so it said seek more solitude, and that's kind of the phase we're in right now with the moon cycle, looking a little bit more inward, being connected to ourselves on a different level. So I like that, the loon. So let's just jump right into the heart chakra, the anahata, and this is in located obviously in your heart space, but also um, including the shoulders, the arms, the hands, wrapping around behind you into your shoulder blades. Physically, that's where it's located, including your lungs, your breasts, your heart, um, the color green. So a lot of times we think heart, we think red, but it is green. This also includes like our circulatory system, so our blood flow and things like that. So when we talk energetically about this space, we're talking about our center of unconditional love and acceptance, not only for others, all beings, but for ourselves, which I think a lot of us lack. So this is a very important chakra that I think most of us will probably find an imbalance with. Would you agree? Yeah, it seems to be the most common. You know, the heart is also for healing. So, like, you know, with, with Reiki, we channel the Reiki through our heart chakra. Um, I was just doing a meditation talking about how, like, healing comes from the heart, you know. So, obviously, there's going to be imbalances when you need healing. Healing from past relationships. Healing from relationships with ourselves. It definitely, yeah, it's definitely... Um, a place that we need to give ourselves more attention and more love. So when we talk about our connection, that's also included in the heart chakra. So our connection with others, our connection with ourselves. So this is like the space that you should give yourself like positive affirmation. So I am love. I am connected. I am lovable. Also, this is also your place of forgiveness, so which makes sense because if you're healing from a past relationship with another person, sometimes it's hard to forgive, but in order to heal, you have to forgive. You don't have to forget. I mean, you should if you can, <laughs> but um, you don't have or you have to forgive and you even have to forgive yourself because a lot of the times we blame ourselves. And it's hard for us to move past that. Even if we think we've healed and gotten over it, when we do a lot of heart heart opening in yoga, so like shoulder opening, anything that we do with binds, um, supported fish, things like that, 
that can bring some things up. So sometimes we don't know what it is. It just causes us to be emotional. Maybe something specific will come up at that time. And then you said you just did like a meditation on that. So it can bring things up. So acknowledging whatever it is that comes up, we never want to push anything away and try to move past it because then that's how we hold on to it energetically. So acknowledging that, whatever it is that comes up and trying to heal. So trying to move past it. So this too, um, so our heart chakra is tied with our root chakra. So how, when, when our moms are pregnant with us, because that's when our root chakra starts to develop, how her relationships are with people too and herself is going to affect us energetically probably later on in lives, later on in our lives when we're getting into relationships and we're trying to find self-love. So that's something too to think about with the heart chakra. It's a connection with your mother and her relationships. Also a connection with our past lives if things happen to us in our past lives that can affect our heart. But when we're talking about physical symptoms and problems, you can see it, like I said, as circulatory problems, heart or lung issues, asthma, breathing problems, because the lungs, what else? Breast cancer. Allergies. Allergies. Um, yeah, because you can feel tightness in your chest. Anxiety issues. So a lot of the times when we have like anxiety or panic disorder, we feel that tightening in our chest. So that is something that you'll feel a physical symptom if you have an issue with your heart chakra. So positive ways to open up our heart chakra. So I mentioned yoga poses, doing stuff with vines and things like that to open up the chest, the heart, the shoulders. Meditation, loving, love and kindness meditation, I think is probably the biggest one that most people probably heard of that they could probably Google or... That one in the Ho'opono Ono. Yes. That's a good one. Uh, and we can leave notes so people can find these meditations if you're interested. And and like I mentioned earlier, those positive affirmations, telling yourself, I am love, I am loving, I am lovable, I am compassionate. You can also literally place your hand on your heart. And while you're saying those affirmations, bringing the healing energy to your hearts, because we all have that healing energy. So doing that. But also just showing gratitude for yourself every day and then gratitude for the people around you, the people that are in your life. They're, they're in your life for a reason, so you have a connection to them. So honoring the connection and being grateful for the people that you come in contact with on the daily. But also I would say the number one thing to help you heal is forgiveness. And I'm going to say that's probably the hardest thing. Like I mentioned, forgiving ourselves and also those people in our lives that maybe have done us wrong and we're having a hard time, but that's the easiest, hardest thing to do. <laughs> because once you forgive, you feel so good. You literally can feel that connection kind of break you with that person or you or whatever it was, and you can move forward in a positive way and ha have more love and compassion and more connection and better relationships. So, And you don't have to actually personally forgive that person face to face like i always try to tell people that like it's it's just for you right so they don't even have to know that you forgave them right and you could still not talk to them or associate okay. with them if you choose not to like that doesn't come with forgiveness it's not like forgiving means you're just going to completely accept that person back in your lives no matter what they did it's just about 
forgiving them so that you can move forward. That Set you can yourself move free. Yeah, so you can stop allowing whatever they did to you to Continue. control you and exactly. affect you in a negative way. Yeah, because I always say, you know, people are like, well, what if it was somebody that, you know, for women that were raped or men that were raped, you know, that person, like, how, how are we supposed to forgive that? If it's a bad relationship, they were abusive. I always say, forgive yourself for allowing that person to treat you that way. And in doing that, you're forgiving them because you allowed them to treat you a certain way, whether you realize it or not. So forgive yourself first for giving that person control over you. And then that connection will break. You can move past it and hopefully move forward in a positive direction. And like Jason said, you don't have to physically tell that person, I forgive you. It can be in a meditation, right. like that uh, Ho'opono. Ho'opono. That's pono. basically yeah. what it is. You're saying, I forgive you or forgive. I'm, you're, you're, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So it is. It's actually more of asking for forgiveness. but Yeah. So. But you can also, you're asking yourself for forgiveness and then you're asking that person for forgiveness. And then you can actually imagine them doing the same to you as well. Exactly. But yeah. Like I said, it doesn't doesn't mean you have to say it to them and it also doesn't excuse what they did you know, no. it's not or, or just justify or anything like that so it's right. just it's it's something for self-love yes which i feel most of us are lacking so yes. very very important chakra um mondays 5 45 p.m at the studio i do chakra yoga so we will be doing heart chakra in three weeks so today's the 28th so three weeks on Monday, three weeks from Monday, I should have said, we will be doing the heart chakra. You can always email me or message me if you want to know, hey, what chakra are we doing? Apologize for the garbage men in the background, but we record from our house. So this is what it's going to be. Real, raw, uncut <laughs> podcast. Might hear some dogs. But anyway, so getting back to the heart. So I just want to talk about, I talked about the Bijamba Mantra sound, the one word sound that you can do to activate heart chakra. And today's is going to be Yam, Y-A-M. So that's something you can do. Yam, Yam, Yam. You can chant it. You can sing it. You can say it mentally, whatever it is. And then the stones, the crystals, emeralds, jade, rose quartz. I love rose quartz. It's a great all-around crystal. Um, what else? Anything green. Yeah. Anything, anything pink. Green. Pink and green are unakite. Actually has green and pink in it. Uh, malachite. Very powerful crystals, I will add. Uh, especially the malachite for me, whenever I put it in my hand, I get a little heart palpitation. I think I'm just very sensitive to... Yeah, malachite's very intense, too. It's, um, it, it absorbs all negative energy yeah, that one, like, you have to cleanse regularly. So, yeah, malachite's a really good one. Yes. Um, and then just talking about food. So here I would talk about anything green, any green vegetables mainly. So if you feel like you have an imbalance in your heart chakra, include more greens. And I think that's what I'm going to wrap up with the heart chakra here. If you have any other questions about that, again, you can reach out to me. And we'll give you all the information on how to catch us at the end of this podcast. But let's move on now next to our throat chakra, our center of communication, Vishuddha. This is our sound. This is our hearing. 
This is, are we speaking our truth? Are we being our authentic selves? How do we communicate to others? How are we speaking about others? Are we gossiping, small talk? Are we spreading negative negativity or untrue things? So um, your expression, this is also part of your expression as far as artistry, like musical talent, sign language, singing, things like that. So when we're talking physically through the body, so the throat, obviously, the neck, the back of the neck, this is our thyroid, parathyroid, our teeth, our gums, our lips, our tonsils, what do we got, our jaw, our ears, because for hearing, I think that's, that's going to cover it. So any kind of disorder would be anything with your thyroid or parathyroid, any issues with that, any teeth or gum issues, lying, lying. oh god, <laughs> lying. Um, any issues with your tonsils, stiff neck, TMJ issue with your jaw joint, um, stuttering, so how you speak. If you have a really, really high voice, that can be an imbalance, or really, really low, could be. Um, people that are lacking speech can be something off with throat chakra. Tourette's. Tourette's is a big one. So... And then physically, just feeling any pain in your neck, stiff neck, sore throat, cough, things like that. So ways that we can kind of bring this back into balance. So I would say I do this sometimes in yoga. When we start, we massage like our jaw joints, um, the temporal the temporal mandibular joint. So right where your jaw is, you just kind of massage that area. Um, give yourself a nice, some self-love. Your neck, you can give yourself a little neck massage. Um, saying those positive affirmations. So I speak truth. I know truth. I'm a great communicator. I listen well. That can be another imbalance. How well do you listen, if at all? <laughs> I also said about speaking, um, spreading negativity. So if you are somebody that likes to gossip, that's a huge imbalance in your throat chakra. So you can try to cut that off if you feel that you're that way. Um, yeah. Just being honest. Being completely. <laughs> Just practicing. The practice of being honest can help balance your throat chakra. And I know that's hard for a lot of us. Even speaking I mean, truth to yeah, ourselves. Yeah, being honest with ourselves. Like we, I mean, even if it's internally, we're still lying to ourselves about, you know, about things. And it's, I mean, it's one thing to dream, you know, and like have that type of aspirations, but they're still, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so in this this throat chakra is tied into our sacral chakra. So anybody that's experienced any kind of sexual abuse or like that as a younger person or later on in life, they are going to it's going to affect their throat chakra how they speak, how they speak about themselves, speaking up for themselves. It's going to affect immensely with that chakra. They're they're tied together. So when we um when we speak about our life's purpose, that's part. That's part of the throat chakra. Yeah. Thing. So, and, and the color here is blue that we're talking about with throat chakra. Just, yes, yeah, speaking up for yourself, not being afraid. Sometimes, you know, it could be, 
hey, honey, how do I look in this outfit? Okay, there's a nice way of saying, oh, you know, <laughs> that looks like crap on you. You don't have to be, like, blunt like that, but you can be honest. Don't sugarcoat anything, but say it in a nice way. You don't have to be mean about it, and I know sometimes that's kind of where we have yeah. a hard time. Try to, we, need to, we need to be taught how to have a gentler approach to honesty. Yeah. Because it's either don't say anything or just be brutally honest. Like, there's, there needs to be, like, a happy medium yeah. between that. Well, and I think in relationships, too, it's hard for people to communicate and be completely open and honest. But I feel like the best relationships have that connection. They have a way of speaking truth without being ignorant about it, but communicating. And yeah, because there's a lot of times where you don't want to say something because you know it's going to upset or offend. And I know that's happened with us. Other. But it's like you have to find a way because if you're not speaking your truth, then sure, you're not upsetting them, but it's just affecting you. And that's honorable, but you're you're affecting yourself. You know, it's like, so sure, I could not speak up all the time because I want to make sure that you stay happy, but that means it's affecting my happiness. Right. So, and, and most of the time when you do speak up and talk about it, it's not as bad as you think it is. We create these scenarios in our mind. Of, this is why we give ourselves anxiety and stress because we create these scenarios that, you know, we just make, oh, this is going to be the worst. And it's like, really? Like, was it that bad? And then looking back on it, then it's like, it really wasn't that bad. I don't know what my problem was. And it's just a relief. So I feel like the sooner you speak up, the less you know, stressful, stressful yeah. and just, it's just, it's just good to speak truth. And sometimes you don't want to hear it, but you need to hear it yes. and you need to express it. So let's talk about the Bija San. The mantra is Ham, Ham, H-A-M, Ham, 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 Ham. So anyway, you want to chant that. We have the crystals. So blue. So lapis lazuli is one that we have. Um, blue moonstone, turquoise. What else we got? Um, celestite. Celestite. Is that how you say it? Celestite. 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 What else do we have? Um, um, appetite. There's a blue appetite. Oh yes, I love that one. Um, and and great thing to do is if you are into crystals or you're getting into crystals, meditate with them. That's how you kind of connect with your crystal. You meditate. And, um, I just kind of in the morning when I wake up, I just look at our crystals and I feel like there's always like a one or two that kind of brings my attention or is calling to me. So I'll grab it and meditate with it. I take crystals to my yoga mat so that I'm sharing that positive energy with my crystals. I'm cleansing them at the same time and just in, in increasing the energy and the power of the crystals. Um, let's see, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, so food types. Blueberries. So fruit is a good one. Uh, I can't really think of many blue <laughs> foods, but I know blueberries right off the top of my head. But fruit is mainly what we yeah. can use to open up our throats. So let's move into third eye. Our center of intuition right between our eyebrows, our sixth sense. And it's called sixth sense because it's our sixth chakra. So there you go. Makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> this is connection to higher self. This is our vision. Our dreams are located in our third eye, which is the pineal gland, I believe, right? Part of the brain. So this third eye incorporates the brain. 
our clairvoyance, perception. Um, so if you are having issues with your vision, or maybe in general you're somebody that wears glasses, blurred vision, migraines, somebody that gets nightmares, bipolar, sleep disorders, sinus issues. Lack of intuition, I feel like it's just because we haven't tapped into it. I th We all have intuition. It's just a matter of how we tap into it. Interesting it. Interesting it, for sure. So, interestingly enough, I was listening to a podcast about how to tap back into your intuition if you've lost it. And you kind of just put your hands. So, like, for women, it would be, like, where your womb space is. And you kind of just put your hands there and you talk to your intuition and say... You know, I'm tapping into my intuition. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to see whatever it is you want to give me. And then being open to that. So then trusting it. And that's how you're going to increase your intuition. I'm sure you can speak more on this than I can because you're really heavily into meditation. So I'm sure you've seen some things. You're, you went on a meditation retreat and you felt your pineal gland or your third eye open. So... Yeah, I think the biggest thing with practicing intuition is just learning how to trust it and then actually discerning the difference between your intuition and your worrying, you know, because I think that's, you know, sometimes we worry that bad things are going to happen and then we think that's our intuition knowing that things are going to happen that are going to be bad, but those are two different things. So just trying to tap into that and ask, and it's kind of similar to what Melissa said, you know, like putting your hands you know, I mean, you put your hands on your stomach. Sometimes, you know, I put mine on my heart um, just to kind of connect and then ask, you know, I mean, like if you're, you know, if you have an intuition about something, ask, like, is this, is this my intuition or am I worrying? And usually you can tell by how it feels, you know, if it, if it feels heavy, it's probably a negative, like negative things feel heavy and positive things feel lighter. So you can kind of, you know, through practice and, you know, repetition, you'll start to feel what's heavy, what's light, where's the worry, where's the intuition actually coming in to kind of tap more into that. So, and it's one yeah. of those things where it's like when you're trying to tap into your intuition and you feel something, it's like, all right, is this really my intuition or is this what I'm hoping is going to happen? And you just have to trust your gut. So this is tied into your gut, your mm -hmm. solar plexus. So when you get that gut feeling, that's your intuition speaking to you. Your intuition is that normally that first response that you get when you're when you're going through something. So tapping into that, this is an interesting one because um, indigo is the color here. So sometimes people say, I saw like a purple light or things like that when they were meditating or maybe a little bit of tingles. I know when we do Reiki on people and we feel their third eye open, we can literally feel it like as sometimes I feel it like pulsing or sometimes mm -hmm. my eyes flutter. So feeling that third eye awaken, that higher self is pretty intense. Yeah, I can almost feel like a heartbeat Yeah. in that, like right in between the eyes. And then, yeah, I do. I feel the eye fluttering a lot lately. Yeah. So one thing I just kind of want to backtrack about is the heart is kind of, the heart chakra is kind of the bridge. So the lower chakras are our connections to ourselves. And then the heart chakra is like the bridge and the outer three, the last three chakras are our connection to like higher being or universal life force or whatever it is that you believe in. So I just wanted to point that out really quick before we continue. So I, I would recommend keeping a dream journal 
this will be another way to help you kind of work with your intuition. So writing things down, I mean, journaling in general, I journal like all the time. I have two journals, (laughs) one that I like bring with me and then one that I have at the house. But I'm constantly journaling like manifestations, uh, visualizations. And if I remember dreams, I'm writing them down because you might see some kind of similarities with some dreams that maybe you need to be paying attention to these dreams and the signs that's going on and and work with that so that's that's going to be something I will recommend for somebody working on their intuition um so the bija sound here is om so I love this one when we do this in chakra yoga it's the vibration of the sound om is everything so It was said that when the Big Bang happened, the first sound was Om. And it's just, it's just amazing to hear it with a bunch of people chanting it and feeling it physically through your body and right into that third eye opening up and activating. Uh, Let's see, let's talk about crystals. So I would say clear quartz, right? Um, Um, Amethyst. Amethyst. I love amethyst. We have, what is it, purple obsidian. I do have another purple one, and I can't think of the name right now. It's just kind of drawing a blank. Purple. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Can't think of it. Anyways, if I think of it, I'll put it in the show notes. But this is, there's really not a food type, um, I wouldn't say, but I would say basically anything that's going to open up your pineal gland. So healthy foods, healthy foods, healthy fruits, vegetables, things like that. Um, Like water. Water, yes. Water for sure. Drinking tons of water. But I mean, there's definitely foods that like help decalcify the pineal gland. And those are like seaweed and wheatgrass, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, they say, like, so eat stuff shaped like a brain. So think of, like, cauliflower, you know, shaped like a brain. Things like that. So, anyways. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. (laughs) Psychedelics. (laughs) Those definitely. Ayahuasca. They definitely open up that third eye. But even meditation. Like, I was listening to a podcast where, you know, with the, the... the mushrooms that they use when they microdose and they help people with PTSD and things like that. You can get to that state through meditation, but it just takes a lot longer. So basically when you're microdosing, that's what you're doing. You're getting to that state, that meditative state where you're tapping into your intuition. You're tapping into your energy centers. So you can get there with meditation. It just takes a lot longer. Moving on to our final, seventh and final chakra, our crown chakra, located at the top of our heads, obviously. Um, This is our consciousness. This is our connection to spirit and to wisdom. This is your connection to higher self, higher source, whatever that is for you. When you have some imbalances here, definitely, so confusion, memory loss, um, Alzheimer's, I would say. Mental illness, mm-hmm. any kind of mental illness, stress, anxiety, um, depression, uh, um, PTSD, PTSD, yeah, Parkinson's, 
PTSD is huge in depression. So I talk about in my um, yoga for anxiety and depression workshop how when we're depressed, we're like what's going on with our energy centers and when we're anxious, what's going on with our energy centers. So it's just kind of any, any mental illness, but depending on which one it can be, it can be super interesting on what's going on. But when you're anxious and I would say anxiety is a huge one, especially I feel like people that are more of an empath and more tapped into it, intuition because you know, when you're dealing with other life forces or spirits or whatever, and you're hearing that and you're communicating, but you don't know how to deal with it yet, maybe you haven't figured that out or talked to the right people to, to get you to realize what's going on, you can feel like you're going crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just gives you high anxiety all the time because they then have the time you're like, okay, what's real? What's going on? Is this Is this something that's really going on or am I hearing it or... So I I feel like psychics probably. Yeah, and and empaths definitely. I mean, I've had several clients recently um, that are definitely empaths. And, you know, the problem is, is you take on other people's emotions and energy. Like you're, you're just more sensitive to it. So if you're surrounded by people that are unhappy or depressed or anxious, like you start taking that on. And so... Like one thing that I try to teach people is um, how to, once again, how to discern the difference between your feelings and and taking on someone else's. So, you know, when you start to get upset or anxious or even angry or whatever, whatever emotion it is, like if it's something that you don't feel like your natural reaction in that moment, like why am I getting angry right now? Or why am I so upset right now? Like this came out of nowhere, kind of like, just kind of asking yourself it's so it's so simple but it, it's it's so comp- like people make it so complicated it's it's as simple as just asking yourself like is this my anger and then and then you can even say is this my anger and if it's not i don't want to feel it mm-hmm. and just by doing that and the repetition of doing that you'll start to disconnect from taking on those emotions and then you can kind of learn how to use it for good. <laughs> yeah, because we are not our emotions. No. When you say I am sad, no, you are not sad. You're, you're feeling you're sad. feeling sad, you're experiencing the most the emotion of sadness, but you are not sad. So if you can disassociate yourself from the emotion and realize because when you start connecting to these emotions, you're taking those things on energetically. So when you say I am sad, I am depressed, I am anxious. Well, yeah, now you are because you're taking all of those emotions on energetically. But if you tell yourself and we're going through these positive affirmations, you know, I am aware, I am tapped into my intuition, you know, all of these things, I'm happy, I am love, whatever. That is what is going to disassociate you from the actual negative emotion. And especially when you're talking about like law of attraction and dealing with, higher source and universe, whatever you say is going to come back to you. So if you're saying all these negative things and putting it out there, well, you're going to notice, yeah, you're getting a lot of negative things. Oh, I always have bad luck. Yeah, because you say that. If you say, I have good luck, you know, you're going to notice things. So I challenge you to start with something small, maybe waking up for the next week with a positive affirmation, whatever you want to say. I am love. I am grateful, I am understanding, whatever it is. Think of a positive affirmation, 
start your morning first thing when you wake up saying it and then I always write it down in my journal I just always start because when you write it down it has more power behind it too going with that and then throughout the day just keep referencing whatever your affirmation is for the day and in yoga when we we do our practice we always start with an intention or affirmation and we kind of reference it throughout practice because it's just a way of setting that positive tone so tapping into that you um i was talking about affirmation so that I am intelligent, so we're talking about our crown. I am aware. I am one with everything. I am a source of the divine. I will live in the now. That's a huge one, living in the now. So the bija sound here, so it's actually none, but when we do, because it's silence, it's more of that meditative just silence, but when we do in um, chakra yoga, we just do om again. And then this color is going to be like a lavender purple color so if we talk about crystals we got diamond amethyst again clear quartz so basically the same thing that you would have with third eye things like that um and there's no food so actually fasting because fasting you're supposed to when you fast and i do intermittent fasting but that's how you connect in in to your higher chakras a lot quicker when we do reiki we try not to eat before because we want to make sure that we have nothing blocking our energy center. So when we channel Reiki, there's nothing to block and get in the way. And our body isn't trying to focus on digesting what we just ate. We're just focusing on channeling energy. So anything you want to add to that? No, I think you pretty much covered it. So this was a fun one for us. I know this, yeah. um, it's a lot of information, but once you start, getting into it and practicing it daily and whatever you want to do, it just becomes habit. It just becomes part of your life. So in a positive, positive way, when we talk about you, tapping into your energy centers, I mentioned in the first podcast, yoga, meditation, healthy eating, you know, positive attitude, positive affirmations. There's so many things that you can be doing on the regular to keep your centers, energy centers balanced. And some days are going to be easy. Some days are going to be hard. And depending on what's going on in your life, you know, loss of a job, you're going to feel it in your heart. You're going to feel it in your root. You know, you're going to feel those instabilities. But being able to recognize that is going to help you on your path to self-healing. Yeah, I definitely think it helps to just have having that awareness. So right. having an un, having a little bit of an understanding of the chakras, now you have an awareness. Oh, you know, like this is you know, I, got, I have a throat issue, so this must be tied to my throat chakra. Now I know what I need to do to adjust that, right. as opposed to just having no clue what's going on. Right. And I think we might have in the last podcast put the reference to the book um, Wheels for Life, Wheels of Life. Um, by Anadeo Judith. I think I may have put that. If not, we'll put it again. But that is a great chakra book. I know it's it's a long read, but it's so much information. Jam-packed with so much information. It's an amazing book. Highly recommend it. She also does another book, Chakra Yoga. So there's yoga poses for each chakra and things like that. I want to thank you guys so much again for tuning in. And you can reach us. On our Facebook page, Soul Flow Yoga, our Instagram, Soul Flow Yoga One. 
our emails, melissa at soulflowyoga.com or jason at soulflowyoga.com. And then check out our uh, YouTube channel, Soul Flow Yoga Inc. We just uploaded a couple new videos and we got some more that we're excited to be working on. So keep checking back for those. Other than that, thank you guys so much. We will see you in the next podcast. And namaste. Namaste.